0: Welcome to Arbor Bridge Church's weekly podcast with your teacher, Daryl Canty. Arbor Bridge Church exists to bridge the gospel and our community by connecting people to Jesus and each other. Visit us online at arborbridgechurch.com. Let me, bring, let me read this to you, and, and this is kind of on that vibe of living, living intentionally. So, <clears throat> remember those earlier days. When you endured in a great conflict full of suffering, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised for in just a little while. He who is coming will come, and he will not delay. This is what he says. He says, look, I am coming soon and my reward is with me and I will give to each person according to what they have done. So uh, those of you who are Jesus followers, I want to just encourage you, don't give up. Don't quit, don't stop, don't coast. Um, some of you guys have lived your lives in constant sacrifice for Christ and you know that it is exhausting. Um, you know that when you're trying to go to the next level, uh, if any of you guys who are athletes or you work out, if you want to build muscle or you want to get stronger or get faster, you know to take the next step is difficult. Um, to beat your addiction, to become better, to, to leave sin behind, to actually do that is very, very hard. And to, you have to be intentionally You have to lean into it. If you are doing that, if you are following Christ that way, then you know it can be exhausting because as soon as you get past that next thing, you've got something else that that you have to do, you have to fix, you've got to get. It's tiring. I want to tell you, do not quit now because in just a little while, he who is coming will come and he will bring his reward with him. And you will want to have lived with all you have, with all you have. In his kingdom, you will be rewarded. And in this series that we've been doing these last several weeks, I've told you that I think the best reward that you're going to receive isn't going to be somewhere you live. It's not going to be somewhere, something that you get. It's going to be someone that you get to be with. The Father will give himself to us as much as we can bear. One pastor says it this way. um, He says, heaven will be a never-ending, ever-increasing discovery of more and more of God's glory with greater and ever-greater joy in him. What do you think about that? Heaven will be a never-ending, ever-increasing discovery of more and more of God's glory with greater and ever-greater joy in him. Um, so your, your, the, the, your capacity for joy, if I could say it like this, your capacity for joy will be ever-increasing, never-ending. One, one of the rewards Christ will bring with him is the capability to experience more and more joy and satisfaction. And it is the thing the thing that you and I look for while we're here all the time. We're all the time chasing it. In the first, in the first half of the Bible that we call the Old Testament, God has a servant. His name is Elijah, Elisha. I always get those two mixed up. Um, On one occasion, uh, one of the servants who worked with Elisha died. Um, Some of you know that at that time, if you were a woman and your husband died, uh, you were in big trouble um, because you you wouldn't have the opportunity to work. But your saving grace, your saving grace would be if you had sons. Your sons could take care of you um, if you had any. With that set up, listen to this story. The wife of a man from the group of prophets cried out to Elisha. She said, my husband is dead. You know how much respect he had for the Lord, but he owed money to someone. And now that person is coming to take my two boys away. They will become his slaves. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? I don't have anything there at all, she said. All I have is a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around to all your neighbors, ask them for empty jars. Get as many as you can, then go inside your house. Shut the door behind you you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars. As each jar is filled, put it over to one side. The woman left him. Then she shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she spoke to one of her sons. She said, bring me another jar. But he replied, there aren't any more left. Then the oil stopped flowing, and she went and told the man of God about it. He said, go and sell the oil. Pay what you owe. You and your sons can live on what is left. Um, so uh, the jars that the woman and her sons collect is an act of faith. They don't, they don't know how the jars are going to be filled in real life. But they collect, when they go out and they collect from their neighbors, it's an act of faith. It's, and I wonder how many they collected. We don't get, it doesn't say how many they, they brought into their house. I wonder how many they collected. And then I wonder if there was any point where they wish they had collected more. Like one of their neighbors, like when they went to their neighbor's house and said, hey, do you have a container we can use? And they said, here you go. And they saw a big garbage can, but they didn't get that. And they said, and they, as they're pouring this oil out, they're man, I wish I got that garbage can. Wish I had brought that in here. Did Elijah have them go in and close the door? Because he's saying, listen, whatever you collect, you bring that into your house, you close the door, and then that's it. Don't go back out. If you go back out, then it's over. Whatever you collect, that's it. And so I wonder if they had been like, man, we, we should have brought more in here. We, we could have got more. It's too late. It's too late. What you have is what you have then. What I've been trying to say the last few weeks is that the way that we live now, the way that we we are willing to follow the commands of Christ is is it's like gathering up containers and bringing them into our house. It's, it's acts of faith that, that we are bringing those containers into our house, and when we see him face-to-face, he will fill them with joy and satisfaction. And my question, or my wondering, is, is that in that moment, will we be like, man, sure wish I had gathered more containers. But it'll be too late. The door shut. It'd be too late. You can't go back then. If we want to spend our lives gathering just a few containers here and there, doing a little bit of this and that, we will regret it. We will regret it. And it'll be too late. So one of the ways that I think Christ intended us to gather containers, one of the ways I think that he wanted us to to bring containers into our house is using the Lord's Prayer. The use of the Lord's prayer is a way to expand our capacity for his joy and satisfaction, for his glory. And I, I think that what he did. So I'll, this Rex just read this, but I want to read it to you again. Listen to this. Jesus said, this then is how you should pray. This then is how you should do this. So i just pause and just say this. Um, if, Jesus, if Jesus was here and he said to you, you know what, this is how you should drive. And he told you, put your leg up like this. And you'll be like, okay, that's what I better do then. Because Jesus said, he says this. This then is how you should pray. So what that says to me is like, when I'm praying, maybe I should do it like this. Our father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Last week, I asked us to, um, to make use of this prayer I asked our church family to to use it this week as a part of our prayers. And part of the reason why I wanted to do this is because I believe Jesus has intended us to use this prayer to prepare us for his kingdom. And when we obey his command to use this prayer, we are collecting containers in order to be able to receive his reward. I want us to use this prayer and then share our experience together. I want us to share uh, uh, how we, you, you used you know, the Lord's Prayer in your week. Um, and again, one of the reasons why I do that is this. Um, I learned things about God from you that I would never learn on my own. Have you ever been with, uh, have you ever known someone for a long time and then you see that person like with their old college buddies or with their siblings and when you see them in that context, there's like this whole part of them that you have never seen before. You're like, who is that? How They act in ways that you have never seen. It's because those siblings or those college friends, they bring out things in that friend that you could, you would never be able to bring out. If that's true of a person... Is that true of an infinite God? You, I get to speak every week, but there are things about God that I'm never going to touch that are intuitive to you. So when we share with one another, you bring out things that I would absolutely never say. I want you to do that with the Lord's Prayer. So I asked my friend Maria, Maria, um, to do to do a favor for me. Um, so when we do this, um, typically what we like to do is we'll bring a mic around to you, if you would like to share, and <clears throat> you can respond to some of the questions, or you can sh- you can you can uh, you can what? Okay, yes, thank you, Maria. Uh, <laughs> Um, and she'll hold the mic for you, just in case you start getting crazy. So we can be like, "Okay, that's enough." Uh, but um, we'll just we'll, we'll bring the mic around to you if you'd like to share. Uh, some sometimes people don't like to um, like to use microphone. Um, you, you feel like you can talk loud, and we appreciate that. Um, there are people uh, who are watching online who would benefit from from this also. So uh, if you would use the mic, that would be super great. So um, I, I'll, I'll start. Certainly. So you'll be able. I want. I want you to be able to share from your experience in lots of different ways. I want to start with just a, a question, um, that uh, to get us started. So, how, first, um, if and maybe you, you use the Lord's prayer in different ways, um, other than just just this week, but um, you, you can share also. But like, I wanted to ask, how did you make use uh, of the Lord's prayer this week? And, and what I mean by that is. Uh, <clears throat> What did that look like? You know, did you just did you did you pray it in your car? Did you you, you memorize the you memorized the verse and, and just repeated it to yourself? Or you know, did you write it out? You know, how did how did you do it? And what did that look like? Um, so, so for some of you, maybe it's intuitive about how to use a prayer like this. For others of us, it's not intuitive, and we need your help. We 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 need your input. So. To start with that, how, how, how did you make use of the Lord's Prayer this week? Or maybe you've used it in the past. How, how did you do that?
1: Um, so sometimes I... Oh, obviously-
0: I'm sorry. Tell us who you are, too, so that we know.
1: My name is Montina. I'm a member here. (laughs) Okay. Um, So obviously sometimes I just pray the whole thing, and I like to say it out loud because I feel like there's power in putting words out, out loud. But um, one thing I do um, is sometimes I just take, like, a line or a section and I put it into a breath prayer, which um, most... uh, a breath prayer is when you, um, you know, breathe in and say half the line and breathe out. So it's kind of a meditation. Um, I like to do that specific with several of them, but especially my kingdom come because it depends on what I'm dealing with at the time. But I'm thinking um, when I feel like the world is really dark and I feel overwhelmed, I like to pray your kingdom come, the kind of your kingdom come that's right now while we're living here in this community. And then when my stuff is really bad, obviously, I say, your kingdom come, and I mean, come back. But um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's, that's one of the ways I do it. Thank you.
2: Okay. Um, I have been doing the, oh, my name is Penny, Penny Sanders. Um, I have been doing the Lord's Prayer right before I fall asleep. Um, a lot of times that's what I do when I'm trying to memorize scripture, mm. is just say it before I go to sleep. Um, I really got stuck on the first part, which was, Our Father, which art in heaven. And I feel like what I was thinking is, God's so far away in heaven. And yet, um, one of our Bible studies that we did with Priscilla Shirer, um, The Armor of God, she gave us a, a verse in Ephesians 2, which I'd like to read, mm-hmm. um, And it says, God made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even though God is in heaven, when we have accepted Jesus as our Savior, then God has brought us up Mm -hmm. into the heavenly places with God, Mm -hmm. with Himself and right there with Jesus. And it's really encouraging and it draws me closer. Um, one of Priscilla Shirer's examples was, God is accessible, and we, she used the example of Skype. And with Skype, she said, she's a um, speaker, so she's away from her family a lot, and she would be um, in a hotel room doing Skype with her family and she said I was in both places I Mm. was in my hotel room but when I'm on Skype with my family I'm there with them and she said anywhere you go any situation you're in you have that Skype you're right Mm. there in God's presence Mm. with Jesus Mm. and I feel there's so many things that can come with that so you feel close to God that's good Yeah. good words (laughs) so (laughs)
3: <laughs> microphones are like a men in black mind eraser for me so i'm gonna read oh giving to- you oh space thank you um i don't know about oh my name's Brittany. hi sorry um i don't know about you but i often wish i could outsource a large portion of my mental load to someone else um this is especially true when it comes to working out I love that Jesus gave us such, a, such clear directions for approaching this essential spiritual exercise. Um, I really enjoyed praying the Lord's Prayer this week. Take a breath here. <laughs> a few times over the week I found myself repeating specific phrases like a mantra and was comforted by the reminder that the Holy Spirit walks with me and is equipping mm. me in each moment I lean on Him. I also appreciated that if I was in a time of prayer and my thoughts wandered elsewhere as they do— I had the framework of the prayer to reel me back in. Mm -hmm. Beyond my appreciation for its practicality, this prayer does so much more. It affirms us as part of his family fold, reminds us of his priorities, his lordship, and his love for us. But I also found it revealed areas in my life and walk with Christ that I struggle to surrender. Mm -hmm. Um, The other day, Reese got some news from a friend about the unexpected death of their young child. Unfathomable. When I was praying the Lord's Prayer the next morning, it was much harder for me to get out, your will be done. It shook me that his will could look like losing something I love most, but I was quickly reminded that on the other side of that coin, it could also look like unfathomable blessings. And in either case, there is the God whose character is revealed by the rest of the prayer, the loving Father with a special place for us, the constant provider and protector, the permanent one alongside us for all of it. I look forward to continuing this practice and him revealing his kingdom, glory, and power as I am open and able to receive it.
2: Hmm.
0: Nancy. That's good. Thanks for sharing that. That's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah that's definitely. Definitely.
4: Hello, my name is Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Um, when I was younger my parents taught me the prayer of like, now I lay me down to sleep, if you're familiar with that one. Mm -hmm. And as we got older, um, my dad and my stepmom taught us the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful that they did um, because as Brittany was saying, it really is a framework that can reel you back in when you're not sure what to pray Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's a good thing. I don't want to say fall back on, but it's a wonderful prayer. And so this week I have... um, been saying it with Elena while we lay down to go to sleep, Mm. or when I'm laying her down to go to sleep. Um, And she might not memorize it yet. She's only three, but because I'm so grateful that I learned it, I want her to be able to have Mm -hmm. that. Um, And I guess for other people who have young ones, it feels like maybe a lofty prayer, like our kids might not understand it. And I probably didn't understand all of it when I had learned it, or like, you know, the meaning of all of it. Mm -hmm. But I learned it, and then as I got older, I was able to pull meaning from it. Mm -hmm. And so I would encourage other people with young ones, like they're not too young, to learn
0: it. Mm -hmm. That's a good word. Yeah.
4: Hi, Hi. Uh, my name's Marilyn, and I didn't know these questions were coming this week, (laughs) um, because the last two weeks uh, my family was in Italy, And part of that time we were uh, at the Vatican. um, And sort of unrelated, I was reading something else from like a 16th century uh, woman in like New Spain at the time. Um, And in both of those places, like the Lord's Prayer came up. So it's sort of interesting to hear like this other context. Um, So I think one thing like that's really powerful for me that I've been thinking about this week is sort of like um, sort of the universality of it and like how unifying... Um, you know, like these specific words of Jesus are, and how they can transcend so many um, eras and places, and
1: yeah.
4: um, provide like a, a good focus mm. and a, good. A, a piece of unity.
0: I
5: love that. Oh. Hi, I'm Tracy, and um, this week in saying the Lord's prayer and and just kind of repeating it and then taking a, it apart. Uh, I changed the sentences a bit to be more applicable to um, me in terms of my own prayer. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I noticed, well, I always knew it, but it struck me more this week, was that, um, was the, give us this day our daily bread because i tend to think way out there about what is happening tomorrow what do i need to take care of is everybody else okay who's on third whatever it, you know whatever it is and i was reminded in this moment give us what we need mm-hmm. and that um that puts my mind in a different place it takes us it takes me from being in the future and I understand that it says thy uh, kingdom come mm-hmm. um, but I also think that the kingdom is present
2: mm-hmm.
5: and um, so between those two things it was valuable to me um, to Reconstructed in my mind Mm -hmm. As really in the here and now Mm -hmm. um, Because that's where I need to be Mm -hmm. And I need to let go And understand that each day God can give us our daily bread Mm -hmm. But we don't necessarily have a stockpile (laughs) (laughs) Although, you know that would be something I would like to open a closet and say, okay, we've got the next six months here. Yeah. But really, it has meaning and that it's on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And that was really helpful to me. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. That's good words.
6: Uh, my name is Isaiah, for those that don't know me. Um, there were two things that really stuck out to me this week while I was um, using the, the, the Lord's Prayer. Um, the first thing is, I use it as like a, well, I'll start with this. Um, life is just like such an emotional and spiritual roller coaster, and sometimes you need something to kind of anchor you to mm-hmm. where you need to be. Um, and the Lord's Prayer for me this week was like this emotional and spiritual reset, like um, I'm in college, of course, and it it can get really stressful, um, especially in the first couple weeks. So I, I I have really used it to kind of just kind of center myself, refocus, breathe, um, and keep my mind on on um, on Jesus. And then the second thing is, um, given the season, uh, I played football for in in high school for a long time, and we would always say the Lord's prayer prayer right before um, right before our games. And, and so as, you're, as I was reciting it, many times I would just find myself um, to forget one of the most important parts. So I would get through it, and I would hit, um, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And it would just flip my mind, gone. Mm-hmm. But it's really, really important, and I think especially in this time in my life, like, with all the, the, all the stuff that's around me, I, I really think that this week I, I stressed, like, making sure I remember it, lead us into temptation and deliver us from evil, so.
0: Yeah, good words, thank you. Uh, Silver, behind you, in, in, the, in the sound room. Well, I that interest, yeah.
7: mm-hmm. Thanks. Hi, I'm Silver, if you don't know me. Um, that's my dad up there. Um, this week, when I was using the Lord's Prayer, Um, so one of the things I like to do with prayers that are written down, um, I like to put them into my own words. Um, so I usually say like our father in heaven and then I'll personalize. I'll be like, okay, so how would I say this if I were to just be praying something? Um, I feel like it personalizes it more to me and helps me to understand what's going on better. And this week, I didn't really realize it but for the first time I said my dad in heaven and um I must say I was like I didn't think about it but at first when I was going to say it but when I said my dad I was like oh, oh that's that's a that's that's a special position hold on <laughs> and so um you know I realized that in my, in my mind and in my heart, I can say that God is my father, which is more of like a formality type thing. But because my dad is very special to me and because we have such a close relationship, I realized that, um, that my relationship with God isn't as like, I don't come to him as much as i should like i come to my father for advice or something like that and um, it helped me to learn a way that i need to grow spiritually
0: thanks for saying that especially the parts about me
8: Hi, I'm Tiara. Um, I don't know if anyone's like me, but by the end of the day, when I'm saying my prayers at night, I am so tired that I often fall asleep mm-hmm. saying my prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe it's just me. No, no. But um, by saying the Lord, there's, and there's so much to pray for, there's so much you need, you know, and I feel like the older you get, the more you're praying for, especially if you have kids or mm-hmm. older parents or whatever. Um, And so often you don't get it all out, or at least I don't get it all out, before I doze off. And then I wake up like, oh, I fell asleep (laughs) praying again. Um, And so by saying the Lord's Prayer, I can just encompass it all into one, Mm -hmm. and he knows exactly what I Mm -hmm. need and what I'm praying for and be done. And I know that sounds kind of rash, like say my prayer and be done with it, but it's always so much on your heart that Mm -hmm. you can't always get it out. And so it's a good way to quickly just... Get it out and let him hear you, or at least for me, that's Mm -hmm. what it does.
0: I appreciate that. Yes, good words.
9: Hmm. I'll share. Oh, please do. I just have the microphone. Uh, I'm Maria. Hello. Um, Thank you. Thank you, buddy. You're great. Thank you. So listening to everybody's difference uh, in kind of how they think about it is, I've related with all of it in a way of like, yep, yep, I feel that, I feel that. And so um, I think for me this week, uh, I haven't quite trusted that the Lord is who he is. And I haven't quite trusted that um, he knows that I exist. And so, um, which I'm sure we've all been there in <laughs> those situations of like, okay, what else you got? You're just going to let more happen. And you're supposed to, I'm supposed to show up and believe that you are there and that you hear me. Um, and so I think for me this week, <clears throat> uh, Monday and Tuesday was just those days of like, I don't want to I don't want to pray to you I don't want to be I have nothing to say to you because you're not speaking to me, so I feel pretty good about not speaking to you and um Monday night, I was laying there falling asleep and i was and I just it wasn't this like shame or guilt it was like, do I really want to go to sleep and say those things and like do I really want that to be my last thought before I fall asleep and it was and it wasn't again it wasn't guilt, it wasn't shame, but it was like is this who i'm trying to be like is this really what i'm trying to show up as as a as a person and um and is this like who i want my daughter to see is this who i want my husband to see is this who i want my friends to see like i want them i got i'm you know it's like i don't want to be strong anymore i'm sick of being the strong person it's like i want to rely on, i really do want to rely on god so it was i just started praying um and i was like whatever you're saying isn't good and i thought about Church Sunday, and I was like, I'm just gonna say the Lord's Prayer, and I don't really mean any of what I'm saying, but I'm gonna say it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I said it, and I laid there, and I thought, no, well, that felt nice. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like that, felt, that felt good. And I didn't put a lot of emphasis on anything, just other than just like praying it. And like what Tara said, you know, it really does encompass so much. I think there's so often that, like, when we have so many things on our heart, we don't know what to pray. Um, and especially when you're feeling and and believing that God is distant and God is not near, you don't know what to say. And I think for me, saying this um, multiple times over and over, and just saying like, "God, I don't really know what else to say, but you tell me to do this, so I'm going to do it." And it's not that like magically I all of a sudden feel the Lord is near and everything's great. I, I can't tell you that I really feel any different, but what I can tell you is that my heart is peaceful and that I'm okay. And I just, I you know, the strength to keep doing it and the strength to get up, like I can't just look away and be like, oh, that's me because I'm a great human. It's like I, I, I have to believe that there's something greater working for me. Mm. Um, and just, you know, if I have peace to be able to fall asleep at night to say these things and this is what my continuation of what my walk looks like, then so be it. And I think, um, like everybody has said, like it's this unity. It's this thing that everyone can say and relate to in one way or another and ties us all together and um so at least for me like I may not be saying the right things but at least I'm speaking to the Lord and I feel mm-hmm. I feel like he's you know up there being like good job you didn't give up yet that's cool and we'll we'll figure it out later but I I think there's um the Lauren talking about teaching your kids that like I never got taught you know it's okay to just not know what to say mm-hmm. and I think just having this thing where you can say the Lord like Jesus tells us to do this and if you are doing this like by all means you're honoring the Lord and I just love that thought of even as an adult not being confident not knowing I still have this thing that ties me to the Lord and allows me to speak to him and still follow something mm. <laughs> that he's giving me to do that's good sorry that was long words. no
0: you're good
9: Go ahead. that's good
0: words good Uh, Silver, let me have you go go back to the the slide of the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6. Um, Obviously, I had other questions, but you guys covered it. Uh, Great job. Um, It's meaningful to get to hear you guys share on the Lord's Prayer. Um, So, this week, uh, I was out of town um, before I left, uh, and so I was trying to do the Lord's Prayer also. Um, And I was mad at my wife. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't letting it go. I was like, mm. I, when I left, I told her, I, "I'm goodbye. I want to kiss you goodbye, just in case I die." But I'm still mad at you. Um, and then I'm doing the Lord's prayer, where it says, "Forgive." Uh, Forgive me as I forgive others. I think it's really interesting, uh, an interesting thing to do. So if you're doing that daily or regularly, you start to see, there's a lot I need to be forgiven for. And when you're doing that, it makes you realize that whatever you're holding grudges about, is tiny compared to all the crap that you're doing. That you're consistently asking for, and again, asking for forgiveness for the same crap that you've been doing for forever. Right? This is like gravitational pull in us. This is gravitational pull in us towards grudge holding. This is gravitational pull in us towards. Selfishness towards and the Lord's prayer is meant to say, "Come on back, come on back," and obviously, you if we can build our whole life, you can go your whole life. living for yourself and holding grudges and being selfish and making it about you. And the Lord's prayer calls us back from that. And so Jesus says, when you pray, pray like this, come on, pray like this. If you notice in the prayer, it's broken down. I see two sections in the prayer. Um, the first section is this setup section, kind of, and then the second section he directs us to ask for what we need. But the first, the first part of the section is like this setup section, um, where he's kind of establishing, "Hey, uh, our Father, holy is your name, your kingdom come, your will be done." Now, ask for stuff. Ask for stuff. Could Jesus have a purpose in ordering the prayer that way? And then uh, he says, give us our daily bread. Can you think of any biblical examples where people were depending on God for daily bread? Here's one. Um, In the Old Testament, it says, the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. In this context, there's a group of people out in the desert. They don't have any food. He says, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day, in this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. The Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them, at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. I think that when he says, ask for daily bread, he's trying to teach us or test us or get us into a situation where we do things that make, him, make us know, oh, He's the Lord. He's the Lord. And if we, if we look, look at it, we can see God's trying to teach us that. He's trying to teach us that. Uh, and again, our gravitational pull is towards independence and I don't need anyone. God can't tell me what to do and I don't have to listen to you. And again, a lifetime of that is garbage. You know people like that. Maybe, maybe you've got people close to you like that. That's a garbage life. And when you, when you look back at it, you're, the effect that they've had on everyone. But if, you, if we follow the Lord's command and come back to the Lord's prayer, we are building treasure in heaven. We are, we are creating space. We are bringing containers into our homes so that he can fill them with the satisfaction of him. Jesus instructs us to ask for forgiveness as, he, as we, forgive, we forgive others. It's a gift. It's a gift. Jesus tells the story of a man... Um, Who's, given, uh, who's forgiven of a great debt. But the man would not forgive someone of a much smaller debt. And th- Jesus tells the story in that way. His, his intent is to say, that's gross. You've just been forgiven a great debt, and you won't forgive the smaller debt? And again, when you're reading it, it sounds so silly and so stupid. But he's saying, you do this. <laughs> this is what you do. So pray this Lord's Prayer. We need so much grace for ourselves. And it's easy for me to give grace when I'm, when I'm cognizant or that's on my mind. I'm like, oh, I've been given so much grace. I need to give this tiny bit of grace. I want to wrap up our time together part- by participating in communion together. Um, so there are communion elements out on the table in the middle of the lobby that are, that are uh, on the white table a little piece of cracker and a, little, piece of, uh, a little, little bit of juice as a way to meditate on the life and the death and the resurrection of Christ. So uh, I like to use the Lord's Prayer, um, I like us to use the Lord's Prayer as a, as a tool for us to examine ourselves. Think about um, if we are living our lives according to his will. Uh, like Isaiah was bringing up, the final part of the Lord's Prayer um, says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This part of the prayer has been greatly debated for for years. Um, Jesus's brother, James, uh, wrote a letter to to Jewish people. And and basically, one of the the parts of it says, God, God does not tempt anyone. God does not tempt anyone. If that's true, why would Jesus ask us to pray that the Father would not lead us into temptation? Why would you have to pray that if God doesn't tempt anyone? There's a few ways to interpret this then, uh, and I'll share one of them. If you disagree, if you think that's crazy, you're like, I don't like this, then love to have a conversation. You can bring it up to me, and we can talk about it. Jesus says, lead us not into temptation, but the word temptation can also be translated trials or testing. Can you think of a time when Jesus was led into a test? At the beginning of his ministry, um, he's led led into this test in the desert where he fasts for 40 days. Um, And so those of you guys who know that story, um, would you say that time of testing was a fun time? Something Jesus looked forward to? Maybe it was necessary, but not fun. So what if Jesus is giving us permission to express to God, boy, um, if it's possible, don't lead me into difficult trials. Don't lead me into the struggles of life. Like, like, like Brittany brings up, like this horrible, crazy tragedy where their friend's kid dies. Don't lead me into anything like that. I don't want that. I don't, do not. Do not. When Jesus um, is in the desert, tested by the devil, he's being tempted. At the end of the testing, a historian named Luke tells us that after, after, after being tested, the devil leaves Jesus until an opportune time. That verse is terrifying. Because what it says to me is this. You could be in a fight with the devil, and you could be winning, and you could be like, boom, I got you this time, devil. And the devil says, okay, I'm going to go until an opportune time. What he's saying is, I'll be back. I'll be back. Jesus' ultimate time of testing is in a garden called Gethsemane, just before he's crucified. And uh, we can't begin to understand the pressure of this test, uh, the, the, the times in your life when you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Certainly, we've all felt that way. You know, you, you're going through something, you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. It's not. But you feel like that. You feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Jesus is in, is in this moment, and he feels like the weight of the world is on his shoulders. And guess what? It is. The weight of the world is on his shoulders. How he acts and what he does in these moments matters forever. Forever. So if we understand that in any way, how difficult that te- a test like that or a trial like that could be, we can understand why Jesus would give us permission to say, um, lead me not into that kind of test. Don't lead me into that kind of trial. But then he says this. Deliver me from the evil one. If I have to go through that kind of test. Deliver me from the evil one. If I must go through difficult things, then be with me and deliver me through it. During this time of communion, Johannes is going to be playing uh, a song uh, that he wrote with another person that uses the the words of the Lord's Prayer. Pray it with, pray through it with him. Pray through it with him. And when it comes to the part that gives you permission to pray, to not be led into trials or suffering, man, pray that. (laughs) Pray that. But then, if you must be led into that trial, Asked to be delivered from the evil one. That you'll come through the test more faithful than, than when you began. That you'll be creating space, gathering containers for the Lord to fill you with his joy and satisfaction. Let's pray together. Dear Father, thank you for the opportunity to learn from one another what you are like. There are people, people in this room see you from a perspective that, that I could never see you from, and so I'm so grateful that they were willing to share, even, even though for, for some of them it was a struggle. I'm so grateful because I, I get to see you in a way that I wouldn't normally get to see you that each of us get to see you in a way that we wouldn't normally get to see you. So I, I I pray that during this time of communion, you would help us to obey the command to use this prayer. Use it and expand our capacity for your glory. There's going to come a time when the door is shut and we won't, have it, we won't have the opportunity to obey you like we had to obey you. We have the opportunity while we're on this earth. I pray that you would help us to obey you and to leverage the Lord's prayer to, to form us, to shape us into who you intend us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.